All right, guys. It is that time again. Hi-o! Give Me 10 Podcast. We are going to do something we don't normally do today and talk about a couple different sports things. Yes. Um, topical, of course. The biggest one being, um, late this week, the Kobe Bryant helicopter plane crash. Yeah. Which I was just scrolling through social media and saw it, and I didn't see that it was his, his daughter also, his 13-year-old daughter, till yeah. later. Um, and I don't know if any details will come out or what light you can shed for me on this if you've looked more into it. I know you listen to a lot of sports talk. Yeah. Um, but if somehow you missed this, Kobe Bryant, NBA legend, dead at 41 mm-hmm. in a helicopter crash, which also claimed the life of his 13-year-old daughter. So mm-hmm. tell me, fill in some of the back, back story for us here. Well, he leaves three daughters and his wife. Um, you know, it's absolutely devastating to lose any children. And, of course, this lady's lost her husband. Um, originally what sticks out to me from when I first heard about it was the awful job done by the media outlets on the reporting of it because everybody's so in such a rush to be first now that several different, you know, at first it came out that all four of his daughters were on there with him. I didn't hear that. Yeah. And which would just be, you know, and it's horrible no matter what, but, and then it came out that another former NBA player was on there with him who's totally fine in a different state. It's just like people are just throwing stuff against the wall and, Wow. Report on anything. So as somebody who was a journalism minor, I mean, I'm not Walter Cronkite by any means, but it was kind of disheartening to see all this stuff thrown out. Two, it's just extremely sad because this is a guy who's our age. Yeah, yeah he's our age. 41. Who, you know, yesterday morning, or I'm sorry, a week ago, Sunday morning, woke up, um, you know, just like you or I did, and three hours later, he's no longer here. Yeah. And so that's, you know, super sad. So that struck me too, just to be that age, the same age as us, which is always tough. He wasn't elderly or at the end of his life. Right. Um, you so know, I, I, I thought, and this is just my ignorance, I thought he was a lot older just because of all the things he'd accomplished in his life. Yeah. Well, he's, uh, I mean, he's an amazing guy. I mean, for those that don't know a whole lot about him, he was the son of a former NBA player named Jellybean Bryant, who was not the greatest player, but ended up playing overseas quite a bit. And was extremely intelligent, and so Kobe was too. I think Kobe spoke four different languages. Wow! So like Spanish, Italian, English, and maybe one more. And yeah, he played for the Los Angeles Lakers for twenty years. He was, you know, the the next Michael Jordan, the first next Michael Jordan. Right. Well, didn't LeBron just beat his scoring record like the 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 Saturday before? Yeah, the night before he passed. Well, LeBron passed him in the scoring ranks, like all-time points. Oh, all-time points. So I think a guy named Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is number one. And then, you know, I think Kobe and LeBron are now both in the top five all-time points scored in the NBA, which is just amazing. I mostly know Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for his um, numerous acting acting credits. (laughs) Yeah. Um, What's his name in an airplane? (laughs) Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh, is he Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Yeah, he's he No, he, he plays somebody else. He has like an undercover name, and then you found, found out later that he's... Yeah, that's right. That's him. What's your... What's, your, what's the Victor Vector? Roger, Roger. Yeah. Over, over. Yeah. But so, yeah, it's, um, you know, just extremely sad. You gotta... They, um... Maybe we can link this in the notes, but they actually have the best... On the flip side of all the horrible reporting done by what are supposed to be professionals, a guy who was blocks away from where the crash happened, who's a sound engineer who's going into work at church, gives an eyewitness report of what he saw and heard. Wow. 
uh, leading up to the crash. And it is the best eyewitness account of anything you'll ever see because this guy makes his living with his ears. Yeah, so he... So he's able to tell you these sounds and what he heard and what he thought was happening. And turns out today it sounds like... I'm not an aviation expert or anything, but this guy was pretty right. But this plane was, or this helicopter, because of the fog, the pilot probably got disoriented. And when they hit the side of the mountain, they're going 200 miles an hour. Or they hit the side of the mountain? Yeah. So it was pretty instantaneous, which is good for those on board, you know? I mean, I couldn't imagine 200 miles per hour in a helicopter. In a helicopter into the side of the mountain. Yeah. Wow. So I see, I've not heard that yet either. Well, they wow. said they were going to make his daughter's basketball game. It was 80 miles away, and so, you know, traffic in L.A., he took helicopters a lot because he was extremely wealthy and it was fast. Right. So it's just super sad. Wow. Well, on a lighter note, you want to talk about the Aaron Hernandez? I was going to say, speaking of other (laughs) sports tragedies, uh, Netflix recently released a three-part limited documentary about the Aaron Hernandez tragedy. Yeah. Which I didn't know anything about that either, and I did watch it. You'd never even heard his name? No, I mean, I I, 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 I had heard that he was accused of... I, I barely, I'm not a big sports guy. If you listen to this podcast or know me personally, I'm not a big sports guy. So, I, but I that's the kind of thing that eclipses, you know, just being in sports. You hear about things. I'd heard about him being accused of murder and uh, double homicide and everything else, and then him killing himself was national news. Yeah. Um, but I, I really didn't know much about him or how much promise and talent he had. Um, but there's a lot of things in this documentary that are really interesting, and I'd be, I really want to hear your take on what you think was true, and what of it is just kind of speculation. Well, I mean, I, you know, hate to speak ill of anybody when they're passed, but I think the guy's a huge scumbag and just a sociopath. And I think honestly, um, this would probably be better in a conversation me and you could have off there, just because we'd have more time. But I think a lot of them blaming his feelings about being a homosexual. On his actions or bull crap. Yeah, <laughs> I think he was just uh, if he's a homosexual, no matter what, or not, which either either or the guy was a sociopath. Right. Regardless of his sexual orientation, it sounds like he was not a bad guy. Yeah, I mean, not a good guy. Yeah, I do not think him trying to look tough because he was gay ended up being the reason he murdered three people, possibly more people. Right. You know, so I think he was a, trying to act tough quite a bit, but I think he was just. He really screwed up in the head. And I think his father had a lot to do with that. I do believe that his father was probably a little rough, but his brother seems well-adjusted. Yeah, but that father, he was kind of like the stereotypical portrait of toxic male masculinity from our parents' generation. Sure. Uh, And so I can totally understand where if your model for what a man is is that kind of like chest-thumping Neanderthal, Mm -hmm. um, you know, shoot first, ask questions last kind of a thing, why you would be that way, or being so big on respect and things like that um so i I, and again i you know i'm not trying to accuse anybody of having an agenda or anything like that but there were points in this documentary where i felt like they were a little bit heavy-handed with that yeah um so i'm a huge documentary nerd i love to watch them we talk about them quite a bit and it's it was an interesting and fascinating subject and subject matter i did not think the documentary was that well made Personally. Yes, it, it was one of those things where it was such an interesting story, and it was such so interesting how it all developed and all the things he went through and all the things he did and what his background was that it really didn't matter how you shot it or what you did with it or how it came out. It was going to be an interesting documentary because the subject was interesting. Yeah, and he so so many parallels in with O.J. Simpson being somebody you know 
OJ apparently murdered two people, but there's so many parallels. Yeah, allegedly. Um, But anyway, my point is this documentary pales in comparison to that OJ Made in America one that was like 12 hours long, I think. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's so good. and they they went so much further in depth with things, especially when it comes to the trial and evidence collection and all that. That you just see none of that in this Aaron Hernandez documentary. Right. It was ba- it was very surface. Yeah. You didn't. You saw very little speaking. They, with the t- they talked a little bit about the one the one murder that was like close to his house and the evidence gathering for mm-hmm. that and how sloppy it was. Yeah. But that's the kind of thing you'd have to think about. Like I really do feel like too that he thought he was above the law. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that's why he thought he could get away with something like that, that it would always get brushed on the carpet. It almost did. Well, people do have death wishes, you know. Maybe the guy was hoping to get caught, to go to jail, to become a, what he thought would be a martyr, even though he's just an idiot. It but, really didn't seem to me like jail bothered him that much. No. They, you know, yeah, they, they said they, he fell into the routine very quickly. And the only thing he even said, like, the only thing he really missed was his daughter. Yeah. So, what did you think about the CTE angle? Um, again, I'm kind of with the one player in there. Listen, concussions and brain injuries are nothing to, it's no laughing matter, and they're obviously extremely serious. But there's, you know, millions of guys that have played football that probably have CTE issues that aren't going out murdering people for spilling a drink on them, you know? Right. So that definitely could have contributed, but it sounded like, you know, even early into high school, the guy was kind of, kind of a bully. Kind of a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. So... I don't know. I, I hope football's around forever because I love it. I'm in a different boat than you. I love football. I mean, I don't <laughs> hate football. I know, but I, I enjoy watching it. It's my, one of my favorite pastimes. So I hope it's around forever, but I do see a time when things are going to have to drastically change. But, but for it to do you agree with me that for the casual sporting sports enthusiast or somebody that doesn't like sports, you can get a lot out of this documentary entertainment-wise? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I recommend it. It's, it's a good documentary. It's just not... One of the best sports documentaries. But still good viewing. Very good, yeah. Watch it. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a great week. Bye-bye.